This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You are watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye, hello, depending whereabouts in the world you are, welcome along, we're back, we've had our Christmas break, uh, Craig's uh, stuffed his turkey, he's had his fill of pudding and he's joining me tonight and we're also going to be uh, extremely pleased to be welcoming Luke from Sky Blues Fan TV, uh, details are in the description. Um it's like it's like uh, it's like match one again, isn't it? How are you doing? Anyway, this is LTID TV. Uh, I hope you are well. Uh, we've got the FA Cup out the way. A good win for both the teams, uh, and it's a it's a proper derby. 
because uh, if you remember, uh, Brad always likes to say a derby is only a proper derby when it has a road named after it. It's the M69 derby and it's tomorrow. It's the early kickoff and we'll be covering it here on LTID TV. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Indeed, Craig. Good evening, sir. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone. How are you doing? I am doing extremely well at the moment. What is there not to be happy about? You know, it's a new year. We're getting older. Could be going to war. Well, it's not going to war, but there's wars going on all over. But let's the top of the league. We may have had to drop down a division, but uh, who cares? We're top. We are top and uh, long. Well, no, not long may it uh, continue. Just continue for another few months. Indeed. We don't, we, we don't want to be there next year. No, no. Uh, we don't want to do a Burnley either. I mean, yeah, and, I, and I'm going to say this to, to Luke before, before I bring him in, that um, I, we have been accused of sort of being smart, not us particularly, but Leicester fans of being smarmy, of having all this money to spend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're not. We're just enjoying winning again because this time last year, we weren't very happy at all, were we? No, no. Um, I had tried to blank that out of my memory, Chris, but um, thank you. Thanks for I, that. I, do, I do like to bring you back down to earth a little bit and uh, ground you, shall we say. So yes. who you, uh, you yeah. know. But he's sitting very, very mm. nicely in the green room waiting to come in. Uh, say green room. It's his, I think it's probably his bedroom or somewhere. But let's bring him in. Luke, how the devil are you? Good evening. Good evening. You're right. <laughs> very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah. I'm good, thank you. Yes, it is and, a bedroom. I've not got a dream room. <laughs> and, uh, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you. You know. Um, look, I can say, please don't take the fact that we're happy and we're smiling. I mean, I think any team would be with where yeah. we are. And we certainly didn't expect to be where we are. But 12 months ago, we were absolutely miserable and, uh, and, and, and you know, wondering sort of, you know, do we go and get the knives out the kitchen cupboard? Things were that yeah. bad. Um, 12 months later, it, it's here. Um, we're in the championship. Uh, we're doing well. Craig, I've got to ask you this, first of all. Do you think we needed to drop down a division um, to, to get, you know, to, to make those changes? We did before, didn't we? We went down to uh, the third tier. Um. Yeah, well, you can't. It's difficult to to tell what would have happened if if we'd have stayed up. You know, mm. if uh, if Brendan had turned it round in the time that he was was there, then um, you know he may well have still been here, and we wouldn't be uh, doing this. Mm. You know, if Dean Smith had turned it round, and there's every chance that they may have given him the job. Um, so it's tricky. It's it, it's one of those things that that would never have happened i would imagine we we maybe never would have got maresca although from what i've read we were interested in him uh when we gave the job to dean smith and his little mm. entourage um but i think there was any way we were going to be able to prize maresca out of man city while they were en route to winning the champions league so no. uh, so i i i get the feeling that we'd identified him because he was appointed very soon afterwards. It was only a matter of days, I think, after 
he'd lifted the trophy with Man City that he was uh, announced as our new manager. So um, the groundwork must have been done before then. His hands were still warm on the Champions League trophy. Uh, yeah. so, so six, I think it was six days. It was quite mm. uh, quite something. Uh, yeah. I mean, Luke, have you been surprised at, at our season? Um, well, to be honest with you, um, no. I, I think it's just one of them teams. That we've seen them come down over the years. We went down, sadly, and we just never come back up. But over the, you know, historically, over the past five or six years, we see teams come down and some of them, you know, they might be easy to play against and some just, you know, no chance. So, I mean, if I'm honest, I never expected Leicester to come down in the first place. Never, I never expected them to suffer in the championship. You know, where you are right now is exactly where I'd imagine you guys would have been, you know, back when the start of the season. Uh, yeah. And then we got uh, drawn to play you guys away first game of the season. I thought, here we go. Here's we we, we will come on to that, don't you? Don't you <laughs> worry. We will. Yeah, we will so. we revisit that day. I just want to say a, a couple of pieces of, of happier news and then some sad news before we get into the main body of the show. I say happy, very happy birthday to Jamie Vardy and uh, and one of his predecessors in Emil Heskey, who apparently are both celebrating their birthdays today. So congratulations to both of them, Jamie Vardy. Um, He's about 90 going on 21 still, isn't he? Yeah. But got to send our best um, to, to, to Sven. Um, he's been, yes, he's been around a bit. I mean, you know, I can't believe the top looking very young there, it has to be said. Mm. Uh, Andrich, our, our ex-chairman, and Sven in the middle. Uh, I couldn't believe it when, when we signed him um, as our manager. Um, I've got nice memories. I remember going down uh, with my son. Uh, it was an evening game, and I mean, it, it must be it must be near in eleven o'clock. Well, gone gone eleven when he actually came out the stadium, and he had time for every single fan. There was there was a lot of us there, and you know, he he could have just thought sort of like, yeah, I don't think we'd have particularly had a good game, uh, but he just had time for autographs, for pictures. Um, it didn't work out for him, but um, apparently he, he's got cancer. He's got about a year to live. So from LGD and from me and I'm sure from you as well, Craig, and all the Leicester yeah. fans, we wish him all, all, all the best. Yeah, he was. Um, there was a few years ago when he was manager, um, I was lucky enough that our, our company had a box down uh, down at King Power. And... Uh, Usually you'd, you'd have the same routine uh, on most match days that you'd have something to eat and a couple of drinks and you go out. And then there was this one particular day where we got a knock on the door. Everybody who was supposed to be in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, in the box was already there. So we were wondering what was going on. Thought it's probably just waitresses coming in, you know, to top up the, uh, the coffee or whatever. And it was one of the, the PR people um, uh, from the club walked in and just said, Oh, We've got a guest who just wanted to come and say hello. And there was Sven taking time out before before the match to just go and visit a few of the people in the uh, in the executive boxes. I remember our boss's lad, who now works at our place, um, and he's 21 or something, he was, sorry, uh, like a 10-year-old at the time, having his photo taken with him. And uh, he was very affable, happy mm. to give his time. And, and, you know, in that brief moment, you, you could get the warmth from him that he's just a really nice guy so um yeah so happy memories of that but uh 
sending him all our very best wishes and uh and I, I still can't i mean i've got i've got a signed picture of him up on the on the wall mm. here and i still can't believe he came to us it didn't work mm. out we weren't yeah. doing particularly bad we would you know i think he i think if if it was today we'd sort of be calling ourselves to sort of sacking him uh, <laughs> so soon we were, we were about 10th or 11th weren't we yeah, well, yeah, if if I remember rightly, and I know because we've got some very clever people in the background here, um, they will correct me if I'm wrong, but I had a feeling that our first game, that the first full season that Sven was here was away at Cov. Right. And um, were you, was that wagging finger at me there, Chris? No, 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 that wagging okay. finger was that I'm trying to wind Luke up. <laughs> oh no! I was just checking that you hadn't got something already planned. Yeah, I, I, if I remember rightly, we we had um, we had uh, it was an away game, first game of the season, away at Cov. Uh, we won one nil uh, with a, a Lee Peltier header, if I remember rightly. But I'm sure that was either Sven's first game or it was his first away game in a full season. But uh, so happy days, happy days. Yeah, a, a gentleman, and and we wish him well. Yeah. Um, Talking of managers, Luke, um, and we do this we, we, on, on every show. Um, ex Leicester player, uh, currently in in the hot seat. Um, your season, we'll look at it in a bit more detail in a minute. But your thoughts on uh, on Mr. Robbins there? <laughs> ex Leicester, we don't know whether it's worse. We got ex Leicester player, ex Man United player. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. you know, um, I mean, come on, let's be honest with you. <laughs> Leicester's the bigger club at the moment. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, no, I think his Mark's doing really well for us. Um, he's, as you know, he, he's been up against it. And uh, the, the budget, the, the time of Sisu, and the whole stadium debacle. And yet he still managed to sort of, he still managed to sort of keep it into the dressing room. It's all just about the team and the football. And I think that's what's important for us try to keep the players sort of away from the distractions of what's going on. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be one of our one of our greatest yet. You know, a lot of fans are calling for a statue of, of him already, but you know, <laughs> we're just in the process of getting a, a statue for Silly and Curtis. So, but no, Mark Robbins. Yeah, I mean, when he came back, we I thought, yeah, I think this time, hopefully, he'll stay. I didn't at the time think he would stay for long, but he's now I think. You know, he's almost like seven years in now. It's, wow. Uh, it's good. Yeah, he, he's, 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 he seems to... Probably a lot of people will go, well, why has he made these decisions or why has he signed this, these players? And we have to remember what him and Eddie Vivash see behind the scenes is completely different to what we see. So, And he seems to spot talent. Um, and then we grow that talent and they become really good for us. And then they get sold to sports in Lisbon. <laughs> 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 you know, so, but now I think... Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's doing well for us um, now, and had um, long may it continue. I'd like to see. Obviously, I'd like to see us go up to the Premier League. I'd like it to be under Matt, uh, Mark Robbins. I think he deserves that for everything he's given to the club. I mean, we we know all about that, don't we, uh, Craig? Bringing through talent and then selling them on to uh, uh, to, to bigger clubs. Um, I always liked him as a player at Leicester. Mm. Yeah, I did, and um, but I think you've got to give him full respect as a manager as well. That he's gone on to have a a fairly successful career in most, like most managers. At some point, it goes a little bit sour, um, mm. but virtually everywhere he's been, he's he's turned clubs around, he's settled them down, 
and he's got them steady, you know, you know, maybe not spectacular, but I what I like about him is he's never he's never up and he's never down, is he, Mark Robbins? From from what right. I see, he's just he's flatlining. Um, but he keeps everybody's feet on the ground and he yeah. never seems to panic. From the outside, he doesn't look like a manager who panics. You didn't have a particularly great start to the season. But he knew what you had. He knew what he had to do with the team, you know, getting players back in and, and just getting organised. And you've just gradually worked your way back up. So I think he's a really, really solid manager. Yeah. I'm just looking here at your history, uh, Luke. And um, 1920, uh, you came up as champions of um, League One. Was was Mark in charge then? <laughs> I would say, I know he looks old, but he's not that old. <laughs> um, yeah, and then no. it's not that long ago, really, is it? When, when you think, um, what 1920? No, it's... 2019. Yeah, that's not what you said, though. Are you, oh, yeah, did I not? 1920. Did I? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 2019, 2020. Sorry. Yeah, he was in charge then. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, while he's been there, then, see, so you, you know, you got promoted first from from League One. Um, yeah. You, uh, he's got you. Um, so mid table finishes, but you're going second in the championship. Um, well, last season, didn't you? Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, again, we feel your pain, <laughs> we know what it's like to lose in a um, in, in a playoff final. Uh, I thought I had you down at the start of the season as one of the teams that were really, really, really going to uh, to, to sort of hit the ground running following that, but you like, like Craig was saying, then it's not really been like that, has it? No, it hasn't. And, and then we, we started last season with pretty much the same, but this season we didn't have the ground problems or the pitch problems. Mm. Um, but we there was almost like a mass exodus, a mass clear out. And I think we brought in I think it was like eight players in total. And mm. it was it was such a large it was like a big dilution to what was a solid squad. Um I think losing Yokarez was massive for us. Um and then we lost Gus as well. I mean, I know he played against. He played in the match against you the first game of the season. That was his. You know, that was it. He was done. So, I think we had all these players that Mark had this sort of vision of where of how he's going to build the team. But you had the old school players, and you know, then you got these new ones coming in. I just, I, I think it was the jamming problem. And Mark did say after a lot of the interviews, just need the time. They need the time to jam. And it was a lot of fans were getting impatient. Um, starting to worry thinking you know we'd come off the back of a, a playoff uh final so i think a lot of fans were expecting right straight up there we're going to be challenging you know for them top places straight away and it wasn't coming no. um, but as we all know the championship is a long long marathon you know it's not about the sprint yeah. um so yeah I, I just the players have come good now some of the players we brought in uh, a lot of players brought in uh but they just i think it was that time to jump yeah, uh, let's say hi to Judy. I saw Judy earlier uh, on Luke's channel when I was on there doing doing this same thing on, on his channel. Uh, do check it out, Leicester City Down Under. He's just starting out. Uh, he comes on here, you know, Luke from uh, Australia. He's here on a Saturday on the Watch Along. So, Judy, hello. And Judy, thank you so very, very much. She has become our newest member. It is just one ninety nine of your good English pounds every month. And again, there's a link in the description below that tells you exactly what you get. So, Judy, appreciate that. Thank you so very much. Nice to see you again. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I mean, I'm looking at there, and you you did flatline there for a few weeks down in 20th, um, but suddenly he has turned it round, Mark Robbins, hasn't he? Yeah, I, I remember that season, it, the international break just didn't, didn't do us any favours, and I think that was at the time where we lost Callum O'Hare to an injury, and we went on we went on a good start, a bit of a recovery, you see that first peak, and then it, that international break, and we just never sort of came back from him straight away. And I, I remember saying at the time, we, we don't need this break now. We just don't need this break. It's We always seem to do really bad coming back off an international break. I don't know if we've had too much time off, you know, but uh, yeah, so that that didn't help. Uh, but I think in, in the Championship last season, it was so strange because at any one time you could look, the points difference between, say, you know, 14th and, and 6th was, you know, four or five points. And... Mm. A, a loss or a win, and you you just up and down, and it was it was a crazy championship last season, crazy. And I, I didn't start. I never look at the table straight away. I don't bother because it can be quite hard reading. Uh, well, those of us a certain age, Craig. We, well, I, certainly my age. I don't know about you. Can remember when we didn't used to see a table for about ten weeks? No, the only table you got was your shoot league ladder. That you did yourself. <laughs> yeah, oh God, yes. <laughs> I and you are you are you are that old. <laughs> I didn't yeah, like to mention that. I mean, no disrespect to Coventry. Um, when it came to the playoff final and we knew we were down, I didn't want Coventry going up. I really didn't. Um, as I'm sure if the roles had been reversed, you know, yeah. and had we stayed up, I would have loved you to come up because to me. This is the proper derby, and we've been starved of derbies, yeah. haven't we? Uh, yeah, Craig. Yeah. You know, we've had, you know, we were even claiming Wolves as a local derby yeah. at one point. I had this yeah. discussion with Neil the other day. Um, you know, Villa was a derby. Uh, you know, in a way, not Forest coming up gave us something to actually cheer. But these M sixty nine derbies, it's a proper derby, like Brad says, Craig. Yeah, I mean, I'd be interested to to understand whether Cov fans see it as the same, whether. Whether the Leicester is their proper derby or whether you um, look to the West Midlands for yours, but for us it is, I guess it is as close as we can actually get. Oh, let's ask him, Luke. Um, <laughs> How do Coventry fans look on this game? Yeah, this is this is a good question. We um, a lot of people at work they ask me. It's I, I work in Birmingham, so a lot of people are Villa fans, and they'll say, "Oh, they." They assume that that's our sort of we class that as our hatred, our derby. And you go back to the the late eighties when I was going as a kid. It was always, yeah, it was. The, I was just all I knew was we never liked the Villa. But mm. getting a bit older, you start to realise actually it's Leicester. Leicester's our actual derby, mm. um, which is strange because some people claim Coventry's part of West Midlands, so should we should be the West Midlands derbies, Blues and Villa. And then you get the other side of Coventry is saying, no, we're Warwickshire, so it's Warwickshire East Midlands. But no, I for me, I think the biggest derby for us is, is yes, Leicester. Leicester, uh, it's it, it, and it's a it's a great day, you know, regardless of the score. It's just, you yeah. know, I treat it like an FA Cup final. I do. It's for me, it's yeah. like an FA Cup <laughs> final. It's a good day. Wow. I mean, and I've got to say this with everything that's gone on at Coventry, and I said exactly the same about Derby as a club that has been in administration and been. Looking over that precipice as we have, haven't we, Craig? Uh, mm. We wouldn't wish that on anybody, not even no. like you know Coventry and Derby, because you know no. we, we, none of us want to lose the club, and we have been that close. But your your memories of the playoff final last year? Did you want Luton, um, Craig, or did you want Coventry 
if we'd stayed up? Um, to be honest, I wasn't really um, overly bothered. I think there's 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 a couple of sides to it of, yeah, if, if Kov stay down and we do get the derby, but it's like the double-edged sword of them going up when we're coming down and mm. all of a sudden we're not the top dog down the M69, you know, and... Um, but then, you know, I, I'm not sure I really wanted Luton. But I, I guess I wanted probably Luton a little bit more just to um, give them a chance back up there. But you want those kind of clubs in there when... We, we want Luton to stay there. I think that's safe yeah. to say that if we do get back up, there's a, at least one club we might be able to stay above, you know, next season. And that's when you come up, that's all you look at. Are there three worst clubs? But... Um, it was interesting you saying that you look on this as uh, as your cup final. I just hope that you haven't got Keith Houchin playing up front tomorrow. <laughs> oh, God. No. no. Well, yeah, definitely not. We have, um, we have got a few others that are good with our head, but not quite as good as Keith. Yeah. Uh, Scott asks um, Luke, um, what's the situation going on with Mike Ashley? Does he have any influence within the club? Um, we kept it, well, not kept in the dark as such with that. It's more, it's hard to find out the truth. All I know, uh, all we know as fans is it's, he has a say in the ground and he has a say about like his sponsorship with Fraser's Plus, which is his company. And, and we pay, uh, we pay like, it's almost like a rental fee, I think there, but there seems to be a great relationship, but I don't think he has a lot to do with the club from the club business side of it, uh, out of the stadium and out of match days. But one thing I will say is we've noticed this season when you go inside in the sort of like the, the foyer part, it, it's just full of memorabilia from Coventry, like wall, vinyl wall decors, and it's it's so nice. There's a lot. There's been a lot of improvement. Mm. So, and that wouldn't have gone or wouldn't have happened had it not been for the agreement of Ashley saying, "Yeah, she could do this because technically he owns the stadium." So I'm quite pleased with. It. I mean, I'd like I'd like to. Have for Doug to have bought it himself, so it's back in the club, but it could have gone a lot worse than Mike Ashley, which is really weird saying that because when he bought <laughs> the club, I thought, oh, here we go, you know, it's going to become the Sports Direct Stadium or something like that. Yeah, well, you could, I mean, Coventry Building Society Sports Direct. I mean, we we nearly had the Walkers Bowl, didn't we, Craig? Oh, no, yeah, I mean, that's it, you know, as fans, you're just at the mercy of whoever's got uh. Yeah. got the pockets we were just really fortunate with the people who bought ours you know mm. and um and you know i don't think um leicester fans should ever forget that no definitely 100 percent not um and in fairness whatever you say about mike ashley at newcastle he left them financially in a very good position yeah and at the end of the day, these days with football, as we mentioned before, we came live, Luke. That's what it's all about these days is the financial side, isn't it? And uh, and having the money. But uh, but no, yeah. that that's, I could say, I, I would imagine you're a lot happier now with your season, uh, Luke, than you were maybe sort of 10 games ago. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a bit worried about the next running. You know, we've got, we've got sort of, uh, we've got you guys on Saturday. Then after that, we've got Sheffield Wednesday away, which should be okay. But then it's Norwich away again. We've got two away games in the run. In between that, we're back again to Sheffield Wednesday in the cup run. So, um, yeah. But uh, I don't fancy playing Norwich away at the minute. Just I think we're mm. due something from them. But oh, no, I am, I am happy with where we are. 
Mm. Would I, if we could finish at this position in the league, if someone said, you know, this is where you finish in eighth, you know, would you take it? Yeah. Considering the start we had, absolutely. It's a rebuild. And for the first time, we've got a team without, I think we've got one loanee, whereas last season we had a lot of loanees. We've got, mm. we've got a team now with players with contracts. I think and, that was part of the problem in talking of loanees, of course, um, a certain Mr. Doyle. Uh, yeah. who, uh, who decided that uh, the darker blue is more to his liking than the lighter blue. Although I have yeah. a feeling, I have a feeling, Pep might have had something to do with that. Um, I mean, was that a problem for you having too many loanies that didn't stay? It, I think it is because I think it's good for like a short-term sort of solution, but you mm. can't build it because unless they're going to renew for another year you're sort of back at square one again, which is where we were at the start of this season, you know, like a rebuild of players again. And you kind of sort of, so you kind of sort of starting with people that are not used to the way the team plays and not used to how Robbins does things. So I think now with the, with the signings we've took, it's if we finish around where we are uh, this season, if we don't make the playoffs, I'm, I'll be happy with that. And then we just go again in the summer. And maybe yeah. strengthen again in the summer that extra little bit, you know. So yeah. I think I think the one benefit you've got this season as well, in, in the nicest possible way, is that you don't really seem to have any standout stars who may get nicked in the close season. So you can build on what he that's does. A, that's this a season. double edged compliment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's no, a fair no. comment though. Yeah, no, absolutely yeah. fair. Yeah. I don't like it when I play um was it uh, so Sakamoto uh, made it onto the FC Twenty Four yeah. team of the week, and me being the cynical me, no, no, don't <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> it opens eyes. And Not get under the radar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Craig, talking about games coming up is we want to win this one, probably uh, mm. more so with it being Coventry uh, and doing the double over them would be nice. And then we've got a small matter our next game of uh, of, of Ipswich. Yeah, I'm going to say, I think this is a, a tough couple of games. I, I, I expect this to be a tough game, to be honest. Mm. Um, Coventry are in um, good form. You know, we're we're in decent form. But, you know, we're not... You know, we've had a couple of decent results at home where we've um, we've put a few goals past people. But I don't think we've actually, you know, run away from anyone in a game. And uh, even if we do get ahead, we try and make it interesting for the fans by letting them score a late goal. <laughs> Um, this is very true. We don't like a three-one yeah. win when we can hold on to a three-two, do we? Exactly. You know, we're nothing if not the entertainers. You know, we know you've paid your hard-earned money. Let's uh, let, let's make it interesting right up to the ninety-sixth minute. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm expecting this to be a tough one, and yeah, and then we've got to regroup and and go again for uh, for Ipswich as well. But do you, do you think, Gray? I mean, I keep saying. Because we lost two games in, in a truck. We've only lost three all season, so it's not alarm bells at all. Um, but we lost to Leeds and then we lost to Middlesbrough. And I mm. suddenly thought, oh, is this going to be our dip? Because every team has a dip. Yeah. You know, if you if you if you look at the the the, the, the uh, graph there for Coventry, you can mm. see, you know, they had one uh, mid mid well mid season so far this season. Um, I'm still worried that that is going to come back up sometime and and happen. I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, someone's got to win five games where we get beaten in five to, to mm. catch it. That, that's the way you've got to look at it. I, I saw um, one of the Southampton players um, was being interviewed this week and 
Oh, it was Ryan Adams, that was it. And um and he was saying um that he uh he was co not confident, but he believed. He said we go into every game hoping that we that we can win. Uh, Ryan Fraser, not Ryan Adams. Um he's a pop star, isn't he? Um no, Ryan Adams, but yeah, no, no, there's a Ryan and uh, anyway, yeah. so Ryan Fraser was saying um that he they've got to believe that they can catch Leicester, you know, if they continue mm. their run of form. But he seems to you know, not realise that we have to lose the games as well. It doesn't count that they get to play more games. Yeah. So we, we've got to lose five and they've got to win five for people to actually catch us. So, yeah, we may have a little wobble and I'm sure we will. There are going to be some defeats, but yeah, I think it's important to not let one defeat turn into two, turn into three, because then you do start getting a little bit nervous. But you would imagine the quality that we've got in the team should be enough to see us through without some kind of disaster. And... You know we've got, you know we've got a couple of injuries, but we haven't lost some of our key players to the Af uh, African Cup of Nations that we thought we would do. You know Fatou we thought was yeah. going to go, and he stayed behind. So and I think that's a massive bonus for us. And uh, and we're in the January window where we can possibly strengthen again. And I know we're already looking at uh, one or two players. It is. And on that note, thank you so very much. You you cross them over. I'll nod them in. Uh, yeah. Saturday at 5 p.m. Um, we're going to, as well as looking at the scores, because of course we kick off early, we've got the uh, second edition of our transfer show when we'll be looking at all the players that are being linked mm. with Leicester. We may have signed somebody by then. Uh, Curtin yeah. asks uh, Aren't LCFC in the same boat with regards to Lonies? Uh, I think, well, we've got, um, yes, we've got Doyle, um, we've got uh, Cassidy. Who knows? They may not go back mm. to their club if we get promoted. Mm. They may not, you know, in how many of these players do, you, do we see, Craig, where mm. they go back to the club and you never hear of them again? Yeah. You know? And so they may decide, having spent a season here, well, yeah, if we go up, we'll sign. Fatou, if we go up, we've got to sign. Yeah. Um, Eunice and Scott's just said there he wouldn't sign him, but he, he you know, he's an option. So, mm -hmm. but we have got the basis of, you know, permanent signings there, if you like. Now, now this is an interesting one um, for, for for us, Craig. Um, do you see Coventry has been a tougher game than Ipswich after Ipswich's form? I think this, because Ipswich are where they are, and obviously, we, we were beating them before 1-0, and we, we, we ended up with a draw. And, and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Which led, of course, to my, my famous rant. Um, you wouldn't have believed that, would you, if you hadn't seen it? <laughs> um, but, I mean, 
it's not going to be easy, but is this, I don't know how to say must-win games, but the, to me, a win is more important than this game in case we again end up with a draw against Ipswich. Yeah, for me, I mean, uh, yeah, a win against Cov and a draw against Ipswich is, you know, is not um, a bad scenario, to be honest, because depending on what Ipswich do at the weekend, mm. you know, we're two further games uh, into the season and they haven't made any points on us. So um, that's not a bad scenario for me. And it'd be interesting to see how Ipswich bounce back. I think in the prediction league, I've gone for Ipswich to, to bounce back in and get a win. Um, but I think what we're seeing is... Um, how the clubs that have come down and have managed to keep their squads together are going to benefit into the second half of the season. And it's uh, as soon as you start getting a few injuries, what's the depth of your squad like? Yeah. And particularly, I think Ipswich struggled because of the number of games and they didn't have a big enough squad to be able to rotate uh, players. As soon as they lost one, two, three of their top stars then their, their performance dipped a little bit. And uh, whereas we could, we had games where we could rotate and, uh, and managed to still get results. But in answer to that particular question, I think they're both tough games, to be fair. Um, but there's every chance that this one will be tougher because it's away from home and we know that Cov will be up for it and the crowd will as well. Well, if we look at that there, Luke, I mean, Coventry's home form on based on the last five games, you're fourth in the division. Mm. Um, yeah. Our away form, we're first in the division. Um, the last five games, you've won four, drawn one. Uh, our last five games, we've won four, drawn one. Um, you've scored 16 goals, we've scored 13. You've conceded five, we've conceded four. Games over two and a half goals, you've had four, then we've had three. Um, where both teams have scored, you've had three, we've had three. It's going to be a nil-nil draw, isn't it, Luke? <laughs> Oh, I'd, I'd probably take that, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it will be it will be uh, it will be tight. But if you look at sort of um, the, I was looking at the stats earlier from uh, the, f the first game of the season, and it was although you guys dominated the possession, it was, seems to be quite on par. I think uh, the stats was that both had sort of twenty shots attempt. Both mm -hmm. and I think we had six on goal, and you had seven on goal. You know, mm -hmm. it's just little things like that. I think it's very, I think it is very close, and I truly, I truly believe it's. It's that whole derby thing, isn't it? Like you say, each team are up for it. I think it means to the players and the fans, it means more than three points. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, we've got we've been doing well at home. For us, well, I would say up until a couple of weeks ago, for us, if we conceded, we were never coming back from it. But just recently, we've conceded and, and we've have sort of good result. But I, I just can't see that lasting. I think with the the kind of nature of the game. I think if if Leicester, if you guys score first, we might go back at it through that pride thing. But I think if a second goal comes in, I just, there's no way back from that. Now, don't worry. We'll let you have one in the last five minutes at least. <laughs> in Robin's time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. As we always call it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is true. We do like you know, 3-1 up and you think we could put a game to bed. And we do like sort of making it interesting. Uh, Scott, ask you here, Luke. Uh, I apologise. I don't know the Coventry fan's name. It's Luke, by the way. But what's Coventry's depth like? Do you, Have you got game changers coming off the bench? Uh, for the first time in years... We have, yeah, we've got sort of options that we can play. Um, so, you know, we've got sort of a player for each sort of position, which is really good. Um, 
So I don't know who you're playing, who you'll start. Um, I imagine players like Casey Palmer, uh, De Silva, they'll be on the bench, but I guarantee they'll come on. Um, it's kind of like more, it's like the players that we've got, like Sakamoto, he's the player that for us as commentary players, we really want to see start because mm. he's dangerous with him and uh, Van Evick down that uh, right-hand side. It's, it's, it's hard. They, they, we, we cause problems with them too. Um, but no, we have got a lot of depth this time. Um, obviously not a massive amount, um, but a lot more than what we've had over the years. You know, previously when we've had injuries, we, we think, who are we going to play? <coughs> and, and it's almost like they, they, they bring someone in from the youth squad who's been, you know, been trained for two weeks or something, think, oh, who are this? We, but this is the first season where we've got some decent depth to it. We lost Liam Kitchen to that uh, controversial red card after the game. And... Um, but we, for the first time again in a couple of years, well, so we'll just put Lewis Binks on, or we could even play Carmen Fanson. You know, we don't normally get that. Talking of squad depth, uh, Craig, for the first time in a long time, I, I'm sat here with a smile on my face uh, listening to that. And like I say, Luke, it's no disrespect because, like I say, 12 months ago, <laughs> we'd have been sat here crying <laughs> that very same uh, sentence that you said. But, you know, Millwall... Um, I mean, I hate saying B team, but it, you know, it was the squad team. But how often in the past have we put out a squad team against a lower league team and we've struggled mm. and quite often lost? And yet, this time we did it against the team that we just managed to get past a, a few weeks ago. And in fairness, dominated the game. And when you look at the players that were on the bench that we didn't bring on, if you like the big guns, there's only yeah. KDH that came on. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was a good win. Uh, by all accounts, you know, we we rode our luck a little bit early on, as we tend to do in a lot of games. We're not the greatest of starters, um, but we were clinical, you know. And, and um, I, you know, I'm big up to um, Cassidy, who's who's getting a little bit of stick from some uh, from yeah. some quarters. Um, I think we need to remember that he is a young kid. Um, He's playing in a in a team with better players around him, so he's not going to stand out as he may have done when he was at Reading. Um, but he, there's definitely a player there, and what I like about him is his determination. And uh, when he was top scorer and, and player of the tournament, I think in the World Cup under 18s, something like that. I don't know. He's, I, I go I go anything from Euro 21 under. 21. Yeah, he, um, he scored a lot of his goals were similar to that one he got at, Mill, at Millwall with his head mm. arriving late in the box. And, you know, those kind of midfield players who can time the run into the box, we, you know, they're few and far between. You know, you, yeah. you go back to the, the likes of Lampard for probably the last real one who was doing that on a regular basis. So, and it was a thumping header and the real determination that he showed to get on the end of the cross. So, and then and he played a great through ball for Ricardo as well. So he's yeah. got the vision there. Yeah. You know, and I think and I think Enzo said, didn't he, that he he he, he wouldn't have Eunice wouldn't have done that. In mm. fact, he's a different type of player. Yeah. That's why Cassidy's there. And he's got that chance now. You know, indeed he's out till April and what have you. I yeah. do want to ask let me start with you, Luke, first of all. Um, we were going to be doing footing both camps later, but we mentioned Doyle earlier. Uh you had him sort of all last season. I believe, if papers are right, you wanted him back this season. Um, how good was he for you? Oh, I, th I think he was brilliant. I really bought him. He was loved by the fans, and I think he was 
Uh, when he first when he first came in, I think he was struggling a little bit, but he mm. just I think we sort of um, he was under the wing of Carmen Fadson, who's one of our oldest veteran you know defenders, and I think he guided him right, and he he just started really showing and blossoming with the club, and towards the end that running the the last you know eight nine games he was playing an absolute blinder for us and we loved we actually loved him i was i was hoping he'd stay but we were like nah not on his not on his wage <laughs> we, 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 we weren't able to afford that um but i mean there was plans we we did speak of if we went up could we afford to keep him um and i don't know the ins and outs of that but i would have loved to see him stay for a second season he's a, he's a fantastic Luke, where was he playing for you? Was he playing left back in a flat back four, or was he centre half? Uh, he was left back, um, and we played like a, a back five back then, because mm. that's what it was under sort of Karma Fadzin. That's that they yeah. built the defensive wall around him, um, which is different this season. We play a flat back four, but yeah, he was a left back. He played it, like, yeah. So but he was just did he did he get forward a lot? Yes, he liked to. See, run. I think. I, I'm not sure we're seeing the best of him because we we play him on the left of a back four, but that back four quickly becomes a back three. Um, and Maresca doesn't really like his, uh, his his sort of wider defenders pushing on a lot. That's why we lost Christensen, who, mm. who, who left the club, because he, he realised he wouldn't, play, wouldn't be able to play how he wanted to play. Yeah. So he's not getting those opportunities to get forward. Um and so I'm not sure we're going to see the best of him, to be honest. He's he's just come back from injury. He's looking like he's carrying a little bit of timber for me. He's um, which he, he's probably he's gone. Uh, he looks like he's been going on the fast food diet of Luke Shaw at the moment. But um, you a bit of timber, I'll have you know, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm hoping it's a tricky one because in his in his absence, you know, James Justin's played very well. Um, so it's whether he gets his spot back, uh, and then you know, if he does or doesn't, it th that'll be the question next season as to whether we've got enough to keep him or whether he wants to stay. And if he's probably not getting enough game time, then he, he probably wouldn't anyway. So, uh, it's an interesting one to watch how that plays out with yeah. Doyle, I think, for the rest you of the season. You may want to, if anybody's watching this, you may want to bookmark this because I'm actually going to agree with Craig here. Um, that. I, I don't see what all the fuss is about with Doyle. I mean, I, yes, I know he's been injured a lot, and that, you know, was unfortunate, but I would not start him over Justin. Mm. Um, I know he played 90 minutes, didn't he, against Millwall in the Cup? Um, yeah. But to me, Justin, he just offers a, a lot more now. It may be, <laughs> Scott, Scott says clipped. Thank you, Scott. Um, yeah, I, I just. It's just everybody seems to speak to. So it seems to think he's, he's wonderful, and we know he's got that left foot that, that Enzo wants on that on on that side, and and James Justin doesn't. But I mean, tomorrow, Craig, I would start James Justin. Yeah, I agree. I think the problem is he just it it doesn't really work in our in our formation because you've got a fullback who wants to bomb forward. If their natural instincts is to bomb forward, and they're being told to to not do it. Or if you do do it, you've got to have enough pace to get back. And he, he's lacking in the pace department up against James, uh, James Justin. And, and that shows a little bit. If you're playing with a, what turns out to be a back three and he's one of them, then you need to have recovery pace on either side of, um, let's face it, 
you know, not the Usain Bolt of the uh, footballing world in uh, Yannick Vestergaard. Um, <laughs> so you do need you do need the players either side of him to have some recovery pace. Uh, we, 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 I was on Luke's channel earlier, like I say, and, and Kate was on with us, and we both said that about Yannick. He's uh, yeah. he's, he's not he's not the the the, the 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 Danish stallion is he when it comes to speed? No, and I think that's why Vout Fars has uh, has cemented his place on the mm. on the side of him as well instead of Cody. You know, we we bought Cody, and you would have thought he would have walked into our team. Yeah, but I think that extra pace offers the reassurance uh, alongside Vestergaard, and I think JJ gives um, gives that on the other side. Mm. Um, although he was a little bit dodgy early on, so I think. That is a shirt that's definitely up for grabs and and it'll be interesting to see how Maresca goes between JJ and Doyle. Who should we be worried about, Luke, on uh, on the Coventry side? Um, as I said before, Sakamoto. I think Van Ewick and uh, Evic, Evic uh, and Sakamoto down that side. Mm. Um, Sakamoto just seems to be putting them in. Hadji Wright, I'd probably say. And maybe Casey Palmer. There, then four seems to do really well. Godden's not doing too bad, but I don't know whether he'll start. But if he starts Sakamoto and Van Ewick, uh, and along with Palmer and O'Hare, I think they're they're sort of key players to watch out for. And um, defensive wise, I think we've got a good defence. Um, Kitchen, Liam Kitchen's back, and it seems to be so. There seems to be that connection between him, uh, Thomas, and uh, Collins. So. Uh, but yeah, no, I would say Sakamoto. He's very quick and does a lot of sort of stepping, stepping up. But again, we are playing against a Premier League team. That's what that's what it is. Leicester, without a doubt, they're a Premier League team. Let's not forget that. So I don't know how he'll deal with it. Will he deal with it? You know, with ease. But because he, he's so lightweight, I've noticed is you know defenders as soon as he gets into that box, especially in the Championship, because it's a very gritty league. They don't want to touch him because he, he's. I think he weighs about four pounds if he's dripping wet. <laughs> yeah. I think that that probably means, you know, I, I'm sure Maresca would have done his homework. He's very meticulous. And uh, I would think that if, if he's going to be a starter, then he'll be playing mm. JJ for that extra pace down that side Rover Doyle. Yeah. 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 I mean, if I think, not looks a lot into JJ, but when you think about Doyle from my sort of reflection of him, yeah, yeah, I think he would probably struggle against someone like Sakamoto. I'm gonna, I want to, I don't want to take that table down there, Craig. Uh, to be honest with you, in the words of Donald Trump, end it now. <laughs> That's what yeah. I can say. I mean, I'll can I just say, I don't know if he's in. Normally, we have a Leeds fan that pops in every now and again. Uh, I think Leeds, if, if any Leeds fans are in, I seem to remember when you beat us, you were coming for us. Um, 17 points you're behind us now. Uh, if anything, you may be coming for us, but you're going right by, by reversing and maybe looking for another one. So we're waiting for, well, we're still waiting for Spurs, to be honest with you, aren't we? But uh, but uh, look at that. But um, Marquesa up for manager of the month for December. Mavadidi up for player of the month. Um, to be honest, we've not lost in December. I think we won every game that we played in December, and there was a lot of them. Um, apart from Ipswich. Apart from it, sorry, we drew with it. So you're quite right, quite right. Uh, there's no way he, he's not going to get it, is there? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know what Southampton did. That would be the only one. I think Southampton mm. were on a very good run, but they may have had a um, a dodgy, dodgy result in the middle of that. But I, I would think Maresca will get that. 
Yeah, unless the unless they've decided he's had it twice already, let's give it to somebody else. Yeah. Attitude. Um uh, the latest update is Southampton are coming for us, according to their players. Yeah. Uh, and as Scott says there, uh, like Marquesa said from the start, we aren't a Premier League team as we are playing in the Championship. However, uh, we have got some quality players in the system that works for us. Yeah, I mean, if we were a Premier League team, I don't know what you're saying, Luke, but I think if we were a Premier League team, we'd still be there. <laughs> we, yeah. we weren't good enough to be a Premier League team. It was simple mm -hmm. as that. Um, right, the, the, the bit we all hate, um, uh, score predictions, especially if you see the, the prediction league. And I have the advantage of seeing the table the day before it go, we go do the prediction show on a Friday. And uh, yes, Craig and me are battling for the mid-table trophy, I think, at the moment. Um, I haven't seen the table for a bit. Am I still struggling, Chris? You, 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 you're under me. Let me just put it that way. So you <laughs> read What's... into that. Surely not. Surely, yes. Wow. And, and it made me laugh because uh, <laughs> Brad, who does all the points for us, he messaged me saying, here's the latest figures, because he totals them all up, then he sends it to me to do the artwork. Here's the latest figures. I didn't have week 24 from you, Chris. I went, yeah, and here it was. I sent you them. I said, but I only got one point all week. So I said, you're not exactly uh, making a, a huge difference to the uh, to the table. Um, but the table will be going up uh, tomorrow in the group. We're going to try and put it up. We don't want to put it up, obviously, before the show because yeah. we want people to watch the show. But it should be going up in the group um, after that. Uh, but, Craig, what have you gone for? I've gone for uh, us to nick it in a tight 2-1. Oh, okay. Um, which, of course, was the score when we met earlier in the league. Um, I don't know if this is good news or bad news, Craig, for the second Are time. You're agreeing I'm, again. I'm agreeing again. You I know what, Chris? Well, I, I tell you what I think's going on here now is that you're ahead of me in the league. So now you're just going to go for the same results. Every you're just going to wait till mine go in in the, in the, <laughs> in the group and then just copy them. So you can guarantee Damn. being ahead of me. Damn, you've worked it out. Yeah. You've worked it out. Um, we're doing one show, and John Thornton, who, who's in the league and regularly comes in, and everything he put in the chat was what I was saying, and I got accused of copying them. But no, I've gone 2-1, and I think it is going to be very tight. I don't think... I mean, Coventry gave us a good game in the first... Um, in, in the return fixture earlier in the season. It's going to be tight. Uh, we do concede. We seem to. Um, and I, I think we'll, we will just sneak it. Uh, Luke, I'm sure you see it the other way, though. Um, I'm going to agree with the scoreline, but I'm going to say it's the other way around. I've got this pretty feeling that it's, I think, I think we might get the first goal, and then I think you boys will all uh, pull it back. And I just think it'd be one of them really hard, like hard fought draws. I just, I just got this sneaking suspicion that that little Japanese, uh, superstar <laughs> nicks one in the last minute and becomes an absolute legend yeah uh yeah as uh, ronald says here i remember when spurs were coming for us indeed um and uh yeah i mean southampton said they can still catch us they can look we've we've not had i say we've, we've not had our bad blimp yet and it's still to come but uh it would have to be a, a major blimp but look football is a is a funny old game as somebody once said um for that but we talked about this before um luke um obviously you're the you're the home team 
what is parking like and uh, the pubs for the away fans? So there's, a, there's parking at the ground. There's three car parks, A, B and C. Um, and you can sort of you have to pre-book that. Okay. Other than that, there's sort of some little local like pubs that will rent out their ground, that rent out their car parking areas. Um, there's not a not, not a massive lot of that apart from that. So I think it's a case of uh, what I, I've always recommended people is use as a, a use of if I can say it on here, but just park. It's a good it's a good app, good website. You you just put where you want to be, and then just press your uh, what time, and it'll mm -hmm. find your little car parking space. Average price you'll pay on a match day on to park on someone's driveway. Uh, anywhere between six and maybe 12 15 pounds there is a local one uh, right on the corner by the roundabout outside the uh, stadium and i think that's 10 pounds but again it's it's going to be like a first come first serve basis yeah um pub wise now we've got like a, a fan zone uh, in like an additional state at the, right next to the ground called um the dillers brewery they own the sky blue tavern in the city center right and now w w away fans will go there um week in week out i've, I've mixed some great away fans there and have some great chats all i've noticed is uh when sunderland came to play us uh they demanded that there was no colors showing going in there and um, there is a pub on site called the anecdote but again i think under probably the advice of the local police that will be strictly uh, home fans only. Um, I think there's some local pubs around, but they tend to be mainly sort of uh, home, home based. So yeah. for me, all I'd say is if you if you're going to come to the stadium, you know, I don't know what the mix difference it makes with the colours. I think it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, yeah Dillon's, Dillon's Brewery, it's good. There's some live, there's live music there. There's there's food, there's entertainment, and the, and the, the beer is brewed is brewed directly there. It's, just, it's a good place, you know. Yeah. If it's if it's a nice day, if it's raining, it's a bit. But if it's a nice day, despite whether it's cold, it's a, it's a good place to go. Dylan's Brewery. Think, I think we're sold, aren't we, Craig? <laughs> oh, it's great. It's you will love you will love it there. It, it is good, even as an away. I've had. I remember when Rexon came to play us in the FA Cup last season. I was talking to some Rexon fans, and they loved it there. Um, so, but I, I did notice at the Sunderland when Sunderland came to us, they said uh, no, no colours showing. Uh, but there's always a way fans there. Week in, week out, yeah. we go, I go there before the game, and there's always yeah. a way fans just, there. Just wash your top a lot, Leicester fans. He <laughs> <laughs> did want to mention something about um, travelling fans with the, the road uh, works or something, didn't you? Yeah, so um, one of the main um, dual carriageway into the stadium from the M6, the A444, um, historically over the past couple of months, we've had some problems. They do road works on it, and it causes delays or diversions. And there is hint that they're going to be doing this again on Saturday. Um, I'm checked on the council website, can't see anything yet, but that's whether their admin have put it up. So I would just be, I'd just set off a bit earlier, um, yeah. head, head via the A444, or if you're coming from the city centre side, get the train in, um, there are sort of buses and train options. A lot of people will park near towards the city centre and get the bus or the train. Um, there's a train that comes directly from Coventry Station uh, to the, the um, to the stadium, but it's really weird. They put only put on two carriages, and it's every every hour. <laughs> and yet we had a Helpful. concert. Yeah, we had a concert with um, one of the, the chats from New uh, One Direction, and they put on about six carriages, and they were every half an hour. 
It's crazy. Don't yeah. judge me, but I was there. Oh, was you? I was. <laughs> hang, on, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, <laughs> just go back and see. What are, you, are you talking about for the match or the One Direction concert? Is that the time? Um, <laughs> no, I was there for Harry Styles. Yes, mm. I was there with my Harry daughter Styles. and uh, and her fiance. Oh, you yeah. always always take your daughter along. Just exactly. give me that cover. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, brilliant for that. Thank you very yeah. very much, Luke. Uh, very welcome. quickly, just a couple of quick ones because I'm just watching the time here. Uh, I am actually going onto your channel uh, in about 10 minutes, uh, Luke. Uh, very quickly, um, first game of the season. I, I have to be. I, I, I called it. I said uh, it'd be brilliant to get Coventry at home. We did. Uh, we nearly cocked it up, Craig. Um, Jewsbury Hall, who's back and fit. I'm sure Luke doesn't want to hear that, but he's back and fit and will probably start tomorrow. Um, it was the start of her uh, of a great season, uh, Greg. Your memories, it, it was. I, my, my memories of that are a great double by um, by Dewsbury Hall. The fact that we didn't look that great, it was obviously Maresca's first game, mm. and um, obviously, we didn't know what was to come. There was a lot of grumbles in the stands at mm. um. Uh, this style of play that he was implementing, which seemed um, a little bit too similar to what had gone before in terms of slow build-up from the back. Um, mm. It took us a few weeks for the fans to get on board with it, that's for sure. And uh, there were some grumblings, but it's funny how you forget them when you walk away with three points uh, against your local rivals. It is, it is. And Luke, uh, you must have been happy up to the 70-odd for minute. Yeah. That Jewsbury Hall that is an absolute nightmare. I mean, what's he on now? I think I saw eight goals and nine assists for a yeah. midfielder. You know, uh, I mean, you just broke my heart by saying that he might be back on uh, on Saturday. <laughs> Sorry, so that's it. Now I'm just going to retract my prediction. <laughs> He's a fantastic. Psychologically, Craig, we've got him. We've got him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, he's a fantastic player. He, he played. I mean, yeah, I was was really hopeful. I thought, oh, can we actually do this? And it mm. was. I, 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 the back of my mind was always there. Let's not forget we are at, we are away. We are at their, their ground. And, you know, although we'll probably get on their back heels a bit because they've just come down. Like yeah. I said, I'm never going to underestimate uh, Esther. And, yeah, Doosby Hall broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> he does that a lot. He does that a lot. Yeah, Talking about player. great players, um, foot in both camps. We know we've got the manager. Um, yeah. There's been quite a few um, players that have been in both camps. I can't remember who I did in the first uh, game. It wasn't, Craig assures me, this gentleman. Um, hasn't changed at all. Um, Ex-Coventry, ex-Leicester now. Um, your memories of him, Luke, if you have any? Yeah, he was... Um, he was. I wasn't... To be fair, I wasn't really sort of taken aback by him. I think, he, for me, he's just a player that blended in, but no, he was good for us. I mean, but he he scored both. Was it? I think I the stats gave some of four or five goals. Um, but he was good for us. Uh, but I always knew he'd be better, and I knew that we'd never keep him, and that's the problem, you know. I think uh, we felt the same, it. didn't we, Craig? Yeah, you know, it's um, you know the bigger clubs are going to come and nick your players. You know, there's no way that you were going to be able to resist Norwich, <laughs> you know. Um, 
Oh, <laughs> that double-edged sword again. He's been using it a lot. <laughs> but no, I mean, young players sometimes need to move, don't they, to, to realise mm. their full potential. It's difficult because it comes with a lot of pressure when you are the home homegrown, as it were, and coming through the ranks. You know, we've had quite a few down the years, um, you know, and a few recently, and 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 it does come with a little bit of added pressure. Um, but you obviously did a great job with him in uh, uh, bringing him through the ranks, and and he was great for us. You know, I know people say last season he wasn't mm. he wasn't putting it all in, but he was still, you know, head and shoulders above everyone else. And and when he left, I, I honestly believe that when he's at his best, he could play for any club in the world. I don't think he would be out of place. Yeah, absolutely. Deserves an England spot when he's at his best. Yeah. And can I just yeah. say to, to somebody who messaged me saying that now that he's gone, have I taken down the signed shirt uh, of Madison? Is Yes, I have taken down the signed shirt of Madison. It's only because I've redesigned the back and I'm actually looking at a gap where I can put it up because it's a huge bloody frame shirt that I've got of him. Um, gentlemen, thank you very, very much. Are you going on uh, Saturday, Craig? No, I couldn't get a ticket. I'm oh. uh, I'm too far down the pecking order, and I know it's hard to believe. Craig, but do, this, they, do they not know who you are? Exactly. This show doesn't carry as much clout as I thought it might. Just for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say something else then, but I won't. I won't. <laughs> Luke, I'd like to wish you all the best. I will wish you all the best for the rest yep. of the season, because I'd love if we go up, and God willing, it looks like we will be, I would yep. love you to come up with us so we can carry on this rivalry. I used to work with somebody, I don't know if I said this earlier, um, he was a Coventry fan, I was a Leicester fan. We used to have two bets every season on the outcome of the game. Um, neither of us were con totally convinced that our team would win it, so we only went for a pound. Um, <laughs> but I have to say, I did come out on top when I, when I, by the time I'd left the company. But look... Yep. Thanks very much for coming on. Uh, good luck pleasure. for the rest of the season. Like I said, love you to, to be up with us next season and carry on yep. the, the rivalry. Uh, just give everybody a shout out as to, to where they can found, find you. At the stadium? Uh, no, sorry, um, your social media, sorry. Oh, social media. So Sky, Sky yeah. Fans TV. So we're on all formats, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, um, slot uh regularly each week we do likewise same as what uh you guys have got here great yep. little show yeah um yeah sky blues fan tv go over there now because in about five minutes you'll see me again luke craig thank you very very much um, you're very welcome we got to stuff them on saturday sorry luke it's all right. <laughs> good luck for the season good luck for and the season. you mate all the best and craig, thanks very much Have a weekend, mate. Cheers now. Cheers, Chris. Bye, everyone. All right. Bye -bye. right, here we go. So, oh, let me make myself big. There we go. Uh, and if you are wondering, uh, yeah, Sky Blue, Sky Blues Fan TV, be there in five. Um, I will be back again tomorrow at seven for the Prediction League. And then uh, quarter to 12, quarter to 12, we'll be doing this. Um, match Day Live. Um from quarter to 12. Thanks very much, Craig. All the best, mate. Cheers. Um, yep, match day live from Saturday at 11.45. Thanks to everybody that's been in. If you listen to this on, on the podcast, thank you for lending me your ears. I will see you hopefully tomorrow at 7 o'clock for the prediction show uh, with myself, Brad, and Ant. And like we said right at the start, 
Um, all the best to, to Sven. Uh, and um, he, he goes with, with our thoughts for the next uh, however long he has. Uh, I will see you all tomorrow. Thank you so very much for uh, watching. And thank you very much for, for listening as well. And um, we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. The TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful. The TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.